Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's right, and uh, this week and probably the next time you hear us doing this, we will be talking about the Beast, which is considered to be like the grandfather of all ARGs. The first ARG. Before this one, there was nothing. <laughs> well, Steven's... there was... Go ahead. There were like there were some like things that people consider to be like proto ARGs, but the Beast is like the thing that set the template for like ARGs as we know them and like ARG solving communities. Hell yeah, I'm I'm really excited to dig into this. The weird thing is I can't complain like, oh man, another cult because it's like, nah, this is the first cult. It was novel when this one did it. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm excited to uh to see if the ideas in this one seem very like not fresh to us because we've been doing so many other ARGs. Yeah, like if it runs into the Seinfeld problem, where it's yeah. like, well, Seinfeld isn't funny because literally every sitcom since it copied off of it. Where it's like, yeah. now it's like, okay, I get it, it's an ARG. But at the time, it was this fresh new thing. I'm excited I'm excited to check this out. I'm excited to learn what the first ARG was. And uh, everyone everyone playing along at home, get out your uh, Argonauts bingo card. And let's see <laughs> how much just kind of like went down and became uh, cliche as time went on. <laughs> I'm also really excited because I didn't know that there was like a cohesive outline that existed for this but uh adrian hahn on twitter uh linked to like the wayback machine link of his summary so adrian hahn was one of the game masters for perplexity which is an arg slash card game that we've talked about a tiny bit but Uh not a lot um And he wrote this guide to the Beast ARG, uh, and then he linked it on Twitter because he was one of the people who made those threads that were talking about, like, why QAnon appeals to people in the same way as ARGs, which are very interesting. Yeah, I retweeted a thread about that a little bit ago. I think it's interesting and worth, um, worth noting and keeping in mind. Um, I don't necessarily think that we're part of the problem, but I, I do think that no, it's yeah. interesting looking at how uh, the way that it's interesting to dig in and find a hidden world under everything else in an ARG, that impulse isn't necessarily the greatest in, in the world. And uh, if you try to apply it to things that are uh, real life threatening and, and have real life and death scenarios in the real world, things get hairy. Uh, so there is some interesting writing about that lately. I... I We'll try to include some links in the show note for some interesting reading about that. Yeah, and so this Wayback Machine link was in one of those threads, and I saw it and I was like, oh shit, like I have been looking for this for a while because, <laughs> like, obviously this ARG went down in 2001 and the majority of it was took place on like mailing lists and like Yahoo groups that Wild. like don't exist anymore. Uh, and so I figured, I always figured that when we covered this, I would have to do some digging around and, like, maybe messaging people who were involved, but this sort of just, like, 
fell into my lap. And I messaged Andrew and was like, hey, I found the outline for, like, the oldest ARG ever. (laughs) Martin was like, I found dad. I was like, the dad (laughs) ARG? She's like, no, 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 dad. Um. So with that, with what you're saying in mind, just to set expectations up front, how much of this is live? Not to not to spoil our replayability, but like, is any of this going to be accessible? I don't think so. Okay. Um. Well, I'm still excited to hear all about it. Um. Before we get into it, do you want to go through some questions we got on Twitter? Yeah. Sounds good. Um. The first question we have today. So, I know that on Twitter we called this one uh, one of the first high-profile successful ARGs. Um, So, Large Boulder, the size of a small boulder, tweets and says, Are there any high-profile unsuccessful ARGs worth talking about? Um, And I I think this is an interesting question. I know that we, we cover a lot of them just under the guise of something like This Is My Milwaukee, where it it came in it started it did some cool stuff and then it just kind of fizzled out um i know that we cover a lot of them um i kind of want to hit you with like a philosophical question related to this but like what do you think determines a successful versus an unsuccessful arg see i was thinking about that because i don't know that i would call this is my milwaukee an unsuccessful arg oh yeah because like people had fun playing it like they very clearly set out to do what they did and then they just stopped (laughs) (laughs) they were like well we did like everything that we planned on and we wrote like the first act of this incredibly compelling story so uh pack it in (laughs) okay i i can get behind that argument um yeah i guess but that one that hits me kind of from like an audience perspective where it's like oh we only got like act one we're wondering where acts two or three are going to come from um i know that that one get that one gets kind of followed up by bear Stearns bravo a little bit which takes place in like i guess bear Stearns bravo refers back to milwaukee but it does it's not like a sequel or anything like that it's even loosely same universe i guess yeah Um, it's like kind of same universe but mostly just like a lot of interesting callbacks yeah um so i guess if 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 you don't see that as an unsuccessful arg what would you consider an unsuccessful arg um i guess one that failed to get any interest or like hold people's interest and just kind of like fizzled out maybe (laughs) I guess it's kind of fair. Is it like by by nature of it, if we talk about it, it was a successful ARG, whether it like had a full conclusion or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you would consider Meat Sleep an ARG, I guess I would consider Meat Sleep an unsuccessful ARG. I don't think I for would. A numerous amount of reasons, but yeah, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> think that they were an ARG. Yeah, I guess if 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 it is an ARG, if your ARG ends with you yelling "fuck you all," I'm going home and just canceling the whole project and deleting a YouTube channel. I guess that's an unsuccessful one. And like, there have definitely been attempted ARGs like that where people like set up a like a, a spooky Twitter or like a YouTube channel or whatever, and then they got like pissy at 
people who like tried to solve the mystery for some reason. <laughs> like that I would probably consider a failed ARG. If you're like actively antagonizing people who are trying to buy into the mystery, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> unless the whole unless the whole point is that you're actively antagonizing people. But if yeah, you're like there's... stepping out of character to do it, like uh no. Yeah, there's there's a there's a difference between uh Biley from BB and B tweeting at people telling them to huff farts and like actively <laughs> uh you know disengaging with your audience and being shitty. So yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I think that checks out. Um Real Tyrix writes in and says, When the AI rise up and take over, what are your strategies? Uh my first strategy is to die. Yep. <laughs> that's that's i i think it's really um i think it's uh i don't know when it's when you look at like zombie fiction where people are like what's your plan for the zombie apocalypse i'm like oh i'm gonna get bit i'm sure i'm gonna get bit like day two uh yeah like I'll, it'll be an oopsie like i'll trip and be like ah fuck that was a zombie well like that's uh i i I don't know. Whenever you watch one of those movies, it's like 90% of the population's gone. I'm like, cool. I know my luck. But do you have, assuming we survive, do you have any strategy from the AI rises up to take over? No. Just die. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, help the AI take over in order, in in exchange for my life. (laughs) You're on Skynet's side? (laughs) Yeah. See, I mean, I guess that like, you can get on so if andrew wants to get on his technological high horse uh the ai hasn't risen up but like machine recognition and learning to um, to work with the powerful people has uh and if you want to fight back against that now the best way to do that is to uh probably wear masks and other uh face non-detection stuff in uh in public just to make sure that like i don't know cameras aren't catching your face every chance you get who knows how long or how well that'll help you out but it's what works for now um also anytime you want to go to a major website instead of going to that website do a google search and then click on a paid ad for it instead that way every time you want to visit a company's website they have to pay you for it those are my two strategies to deal with um the ever encroaching online nature of our world yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's all i got uh what's your favorite wild animal marn your favorite beast uh, my favorite beast. I do like raccoons a lot. Um, really? Yeah. They're cool. I like them. <laughs> Sorry. I I know that sounded really dismissive. I just wasn't expecting <laughs> raccoon to be your favorite wild animal. Uh, I mean, I like all sorts of wild animals. We I, I live in a very woodsy area and we get all kinds of wild animals. But I do like raccoons a lot. We got a big old raccoon that uh, lives in the storm drains in my neighborhood. And I kind of love him. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also my also my persona is a raccoon. Hell yeah. I do like um. I do also like wild rabbits though. Uh, when I studied abroad, the college campus I studied on was known for having just like a crazy amount of wild rabbits. Oh, that's cool. Most most of the ones I've ever been to have been known for. Uh squirrels and like that's it so rabbits sounds really nice 
Yeah, it was it was wild. Like anywhere you went on campus, if there was like a patch of grass, there would be like ten like rabbits just hanging out there. <laughs> cool. Uh, my school definitely had squirrels though, and we had a fox that would walk around campus. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was just like a single fox that was not afraid of human beings. It would just like chill on the quad. <laughs> I guess a college campus would be great. Like, if you're if you're a small predator, it's just like, oh, that's where all the squirrels and rabbits live. Hell yeah, sign me up. I'll go hang out at the at the campus. Hell yeah. Um, as far as I go, I don't, I don't do beasts. I don't like, I don't like land animals. I like birds and I like fish. Uh, but if it walks on the land, it can get out. kind of my approach to animals (laughs) not even rabbits i they're fine they're cute it's fun watching them eat little leaves but like i don't know they're not compelling to me what's your take on deer um deer so I grew up in Kentucky in an area where just like deer hit cars all the time. Um, probably should throw vice versa there too. But uh, like, I, I don't know. There's just a lot of deer where I grew up. And so I kind of, uh, I, I don't necessarily like them, but I will say I did uh, one of the most like serene moments of my life was uh I don't know if I've talked about it on this show or just on stream or whatever, but uh, right after I did the Undertale stream with Joe, uh, we went and grabbed a pizza and then we were carrying it back to uh, their apartment and we just like crossed a street and looked down and there were just a bunch of deer between us and the apartment complex. And it was just like lightly foggy and there were a bunch of deer just kind of hanging out. And it was one of the most like serene, surreal moments of my life. Um, made better because I knew that I'd have pizza in like 10 minutes. Hell yeah. Yeah, that, uh, my, my college campus also had, like, tons and tons of deer. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, they, my college campus literally had so many deer, or I think they still do, that, uh, like, every couple years they pay hunters to come during winter break and cull them. Oh, really? Because if the deer population, like, gets out of control, then they won't have any food. Like, on campus? Yeah. They're just, like, go, like, set up in a dorm and go nuts? Well, they have, like, a huge amount of woods that goes around the entire campus. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm 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 thinking of my... I went to a tiny school that was, like, three blocks by three blocks, so that that makes a lot more sense. (laughs) They have, like, an enormous, like, wooded trail that uh, runs around the whole campus. Um but the deer do come onto campus sometimes. Like, there was one time that I was, like, doing humans versus zombies with people at night, and we had to stop because there was, like, nine deer just crossing the sidewalk directly <laughs> in front of us. Oh, damn. Um, I feel like most people maybe know this by now, but I got Lyme disease at my college just from, like, walking into the woods for five minutes. Really? Yeah, there was someone who, uh, there was, like, a a staff member or a professor at my college who had Lyme disease, like, more than five times from, like, going in the woods. (laughs) Stop going in the woods. wild. At at some point, you have to be like, this one's on me. (laughs) (sighs) Um, 
But I, I am no longer, I, I no longer have Lyme disease. <laughs> Congratulations. So everyone knows. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I am officially Lyme free because uh, they caught it like the week that I ended up having it and I had to take like really awful antibiotics for a month and now I'm fine. Well, <laughs> um, congratulations. Alyssa is afraid of deer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she does not like them. I wouldn't say that I'm afraid um, of deer, but they do annoy me because I'm just like, if I see one while I'm driving, I'm like, all right, which one of you is going to lunge out at my car? Oh, Alyssa is afraid of them. Like, sometimes if she comes to my house, uh, and there are some, like, in the yard or in the driveway, because the deer in my neighborhood are not afraid of cars. Uh, she will sit in her car until they go away. Wild. Like, um, this weekend we were walking around my neighborhood, and we saw a deer, like, standing on the side of the road, and two cars went past, and it did not move. And Alyssa was like, we can't walk past that deer, there's something <laughs> wrong with it. <laughs> that deer's seen some shit, we can't. It knows too much. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of what she dislikes is that deer are technically scavenger animals, so they do eat meat. What? Wait, did you not know this? Yeah, deer eat meat. No, they... What? No, they don't. They eat berries and leaves and are innocent and pure. Nope. Deer, Deer also eat meat. I would like to revise my stance on deer. Uh, ugh, I don't. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Actually, actually, most herbivore animals will eat meat if you give it to them. Cows will eat meat if you give them meat. All right, I gotta go. Uh, we'll record the rest <laughs> of this podcast since I've sat down for a while. Um, so, Marn, what about this ARG, the beast? <laughs> also, uh, yeah, best, the best it? beast is the uh, the wooden roller coaster at King's Island. Uh, that thing is great. Doesn't that not exist anymore? So, okay, the son of beast. So, the beast was around a long time ago. Uh, the beast is a dope roller coaster. Eventually, they were like, what if we build a roller coaster called the son of beast? Uh, and what if we build a wooden roller coaster that has a loop? And then a bunch of people were like, uh, you can't build a roller, a wooden roller coaster with a loop because of G-forces and people's necks. They don't go <laughs> together well. And someone was like, nah, it'll be fine. We'll make it. It'll be great. And then they built it. And then people kept getting hurt on it. And then they were like, what if we take out this loop? And then they were like, all right, fine. So they took out the loop and then they reopened it. And then everyone was like, well, this roller coaster kind of sucks now that it's not a wooden roller coaster with a loop. So they scrapped the whole thing. Oh, yeah, there's a Defunkland episode on, on that. Really? Yeah. I'm just, this is what I've picked up from just, like, living near-ish Kings Island for a while. When I was growing up, I had, um, we had, like, we would get season passes in the summer because it got something, like, it was a way to get us out of the house. So it was, like, a little under an hour's drive from home, so we would just do that in the summer. And uh, that was something we did a lot. So that's what I picked up from just, like, cultural folklore about the roller coasters huh all right last question marn let's put you to the test this is important constellation uh asks us shrek also happened to have come out in 2001 what's your favorite puzzle from the hypothetical shrek arg 
Okay, so first of all, what would the hypothetical Shrek ARG look like? And why has nobody made it yet? <laughs> I, I I got nothing. I Shrek's endurance as a meme is a cultural blind spot to me. Interesting. I don't get it. And I don't... I think the movie's fine. It's but a good I don't movie. get why it's like such a long lasting cultural memeified thing. I just my don't favorite, get it. <laughs> my favorite puzzle from the Shrek ARG is the book cipher that uses the lyrics of All Star to spell <laughs> out a message. <laughs> Oh, that's God. a fr- that's a free puzzle idea for anybody looking to make <laughs> a Shrek ARG. <laughs> oh, hey now, don't go giving those out for free. <laughs> uh, somebody once told me to solve the cipheroni. <laughs> Uh, speaking of solving ARGs, uh, <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> that was not good. That was not even going to be a segue to talking about. I this thought week's that was ARG. a segue to talking about the beast. What were you? What? What's up, Mark? Oh, I was going to say that. Did you see that we've made progress on TacoDog.net? I did. I'm very excited for this progress. What did y'all find that tacodog.net, if you looked at the source code, you saw a dick butt image, and then if you put tacodog.net slash dick butt. Yeah, slash dick butt. You got it... another dick butt image in the source code. <laughs> yeah. Someone in uh B in our in our uh in our Discord figured it out because they were listening to an Argonauts episode and we were like, isn't it great when you like get a new word and it turns out to just be a URL extension? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Marn, are you sitting by a keyboard right now? Yeah. Okay, with my, weird, with my weird setup, I'm not. Can you do me a quick favor? Can you pull up a URL bar and go to uh, takadog.net slash dickbutt slash dickbutt? Did anyone try this? Uh, no, I got a 404. Okay, thank God. I was going to say, I can be the hero. Live, on the air. <laughs> We're officially tried. two steps in, everyone. Uh, look forward to our 2032 episode on Taco on Dog. Taco Dog. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but before we get to the grandson of all ARGs, what do you say we talk about the grandfather of all ARGs? Marn, tell me about the beast. So, The Beast was a ARG in 2001 to promote the movie AI, which I have never seen. Has anyone? I don't know. Apparently Joe has. I was going to say, Joe's going to get mad at me for saying that live on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I, this, I'm i surprised. I, I know this movie exists. I own a copy. Um, I don't know why I do, but it's followed me from apartment to apartment and i've never seen it interesting i mean we're gonna watch it at some point because uh for people who don't know we have potentially hit our patreon goal yeah assuming Uh, that everything stays at 100 uh like it is then we're in for do we have a name for this thing the argonauts film project 
<laughs> I feel like we had a name for it when we originally pitched it on Patreon, and now we've just, like, both forgotten <laughs> what it was. Uh, but yeah, we have potentially hit our, uh, our goal where Andrew and I will record a bonus episode every month, uh, talking about a... ARG-related film, which is, like, either a film that has puzzles in it or is, like, a documentary about some kind of ARG or a film that was tied into some kind of, like, viral marketing ARG-type thing. And we might watch some TV shows for it, too? (laughs) Question mark? Yeah, we will figure out uh, how this goes, but we're going to be doing that monthly. And, uh... If you join our Discord, we will probably be discussing further there. Uh, we'll probably have a, like places to discuss the movies as well as uh, if it's something that we can, we might um, find a way to watch movies with our audience. Yeah, uh, and we are also recording the first and potentially last episode of Freddy Dog Spook Him Up, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was a, a a goal that Andrew and Joe hit during the Deltarune stream, where Andrew and I, and potentially some special guests, are going to watch The Thing and talk about it. I'm very scared. Um, I was about to say, audience, please tweet me your energy as I as I sit through this scary movie. Uh, but then I remembered that uh, we will have recorded that by the time this goes live. So um, please send me your recovery energies. Uh, as, <laughs> as I have been, I have been spooked by the time you've heard this. Um. So so yeah. So the beast I was, was say, now a... that we've scared away anyone that actually came to hear about the beast. Yeah. By doing so a bunch beast... of stuff to talk about ourselves. <laughs> so the beast was. A viral marketing ARG to promote uh, the movie AI. It was written by uh, a Canadian author named Sean Stewart. Uh, and it was also engineered by two Microsoft employees named Jordan Weitzman and Elon Lee. Both of whom I think went on to do more, uh, like interactive fiction and like tabletop gamey stuff. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, uh, Elon Lee founded Forty Two or co-founded Forty Two Entertainment, which made I Love Bees and Year Zero, and a couple other things. I th- I feel like we've talked about already. Hell yeah. Okay, I know I've seen their website when we were talking about some other stuff. I know that, yeah, they did the Halos. The... Okay, cool. Oh, they did um, Art of the Heist as well. Okay, so so more than just being, like, the first ARG, this is also, like, more literally paving the way for other ARGs to come, too. Yeah, and I think Sean Stewart also worked on uh, I Love Bees and Year Zero. Okay. According to his website. <clears throat> um, yeah, Sean Stewart wrote, apparently, all of the audio drama stuff for I Love Bees. Okay, wow, alright. And I guess some prose stuff for Year Zero as well, which we'll get into Year Zero eventually. It's Year Zero's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is on our list, our ever-growing list. Somehow we've yeah. been doing this for a year and the list only grows. I know. Uh, so, and AI, and this was like the very first, so this is considered to be the first ARG. It's preceded 
buy a couple things that were more just like scavenger hunty or like internet experiences like a little while before this there was like the Blair Witch Project which had viral marketing that was like here's this website about these people who went missing and people thought it was real okay so there's there's always caveats when you talk about the first of x but this one is generally considered to be it by like other people in the know yeah i mean like i if people want to get into semantics like obviously blair witch project was out there but that was very much like not a lot of puzzles and mostly like here's this found footage that we're saying is real and like here are these ads about missing people in the woods sure um and because it was like one of the very first found footage movies like people and because of that kind of marketing strategy people went into the movie thinking that it was entirely real right uh which obviously was not the case with ai because it's a sci-fi movie about (laughs) ais people went in being like i heard this actually happened to the kid from the sixth sense (laughs) um and so yeah so this was this was kind of like weirdly the first of its kind that it was fictional it developed kind of like the world around this movie and it was still kind of intended to be marketing for the movie while like presenting you with a cohesive storyline that you could like understand even if you don't see the movie okay I'm ex- I'm excited to dig in because I <laughs> I have not seen the movie so I'm glad I won't not know what's going on. Yeah, so uh, like AI, I I believe this ARG takes place in the year uh, twenty one forty two. Okay. And there are robots. Okay. <laughs> and that's pretty much all you need to know going in. <laughs> uh, all right. But people notice that in the trailer for the movie AI, uh, and I believe on the posters, there were uh, weird notches in some of the words, um, and they corresponded to a phone number. Hmm. And I believe there was also a... um, in the trailer, there was also, like, a listing for a person who didn't exist, who was called, like, yeah, okay, so the the very first trailer credited a person who didn't exist called Janine Sala as the sentient machine therapist for the movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the, and then another trailer... And I think some of the uh, billboards had weird notches in some of the words that led you to a phone number. And then there was also a promotional poster that got sent out to different, like, media outlets that had 
a code in it that said Evan Chan was murdered. Janine is the key. Hmm. Okay. Evan Chan was murdered. Janine is the key. Okay. And was um, was and- Janine the, the, the therapist? Yes. Okay. And apparently, even though this ARG was launched on March 8th, only about a hundred people found the game in the first few weeks that it was live. Mm -hmm. I assume because like only that many people were really looking for something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if ARGs haven't existed wholesale before, it's hard to a know what to look for or b even like, aware that you could find something there i'm sure there were people like of the people that noticed there were notches in the in the poster a bunch of them were like huh neat (laughs) and that's about it you know yeah and it it didn't really pick up until about a month later when like news outlets actually started covering like hey there's something weird going on here um but so yeah so it started with just the trailers and it led and it would eventually lead people to about a thousand different web pages over 50 websites. Wow. Yeah. Um so the the trailhead was the phone number which no longer exists which is why I didn't send it to you. Okay. Um because most of the stuff surrounding this ARG no longer exists because it was in 2001. Right. Um, but if you called the phone number, uh, you got a voice message that said, Welcome, my child. Once upon a time, there was a forest that teemed with life, love, sex, and violence, things that humans did naturally, and their robots copied flawlessly. This forest is vast and surprising. It is full of grass and trees and data banks and drowned apartment buildings filled with fish. It can be a frightening forest, and some of its paths are dark and difficult. I was lost there once, a long time ago. Now I try to help others who have gone astray. If you ever feel lost, my child, write me at thevisionary.net, and I will leave you a trail of crumbs. Hmm. And if you visited thevisionary.net, uh, you got a audio recording that said, Once upon a time, there was a rude and wicked child who came visiting when told to write. <laughs> uh, and your browser would spawn a new email window that had like a pre-written email that said, I am so, so sorry. I don't know what got into me. You, were, you weren't asking very much from me. It was thoughtless and hurtful of me not to do as you asked. Please accept my apology. I promise that in the future, I will try really hard to do better. You're a remorseful child. That's incredible. I love this ARG already. <laughs> uh, and people who sent that. We're, uh, we're, five, April- we're five minutes in. We've already dunked on the players. Welcome yeah. to ARGs, folks. <laughs> uh, and this this ARG actually does that a lot. I was I I skimmed this outline, and there's there's a significant amount of like dunking on the players <laughs> in this one. Get uh, wrecked, and, nerd! The ARG. And so the people who sent that got a response on April thirteenth uh, that said. Janine, 
Once upon a time, there was a young man that, who dreamed of the sea. The waves, he thought, the waves beat like the world's heart, crashing and hissing against the shore. Was the key. Crash and hiss, crash and hiss. You've seen her name before. He loved the sound of the swell as it slapped and gasped against the hull of his boat. Slap and gasp, slap and gasp. But you've probably forgotten. And he was thinking about the rocking ocean, gentle as a mother's arms, at the very moment he was murdered. A mother's arms, a mother's arms. She will lead you to Evan, just as she led them. Huh. Uh, and the parts that said, Janine was the key, you've seen her name before, but you've probably forgotten, she will lead you to Evan, just as she led them, uh, were, uh, were in white text that you could only see if you highlighted the whole email. Okay. Uh... And people were like, well, we have seen that name before in the credits or in like the little credits on the trailer and on the billboards. Right. And then they did a Google search for Janine Sala. And because the internet was so small back in those days, if you Googled the name Janine Sala, it would take you to the next page of the ARG. (laughs) Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff in this ARG is, like, stuff that they got away with by virtue of the internet being very small. This was, what, 2001? 2001, yeah. Yeah, like, (laughs) okay. So, if you Google Janine Sala uh, back in 2001, if you you do it now, it'll just turn up a bunch of, like, articles on this ARG, obviously. Yeah. you the first hit would be for a university called Bangalore World University, um, okay. <clears throat> which was a in-universe website for a university with multiple campuses all around the world, and it had departments like data sphere studies and AI studies, um, and on the front page was a link to a news story about Dr. Janine Sala, who was a permanent professor of AI studies at the New York City campus for the Bangalore World University. Okay. Sorry, my other laptop that's sitting in the room just beeped at me. <laughs> All good? It's the evil AIs. Um, and the news story was that she had been named uh, the chair of computational psychology at a place called Dynatech. Okay. And and so if you went to if you went to the AI studies department page, you could find her little like faculty bio which had a little bit of background information on her uh and a little uh interview with her where she said stuff about her work with AIs and how she was trying to motivate them to like evolve. And she said, a smart machine can be given relatively simple rule sets to govern its behavior, but a true evolving intelligence requires a persistent, dynamic, flexible, yet targeted urge to grow. Um, And it also had a phone number for her and an email address listed. Okay. Uh, And if you called her phone number... You would get a voicemail that said, I am out of town on personal business for a few days. If you are returning my phone call about Evan Chan, please press 2. If this is Laya calling in, please enter your code for a separate message. Huh. And if you press 2, 
you got a message that said, if you need to know how to get to the funeral, please call Nancy at 919-425-2310. And if you have any idea how Evan of all people could die on a boat, then please tell me because God knows I still can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Uh, Evan died on a boat. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, And if you called the number for Nancy... You got a voice message telling you that Evan's funeral would be held on Sunday, March 18th at 3 p.m. at the Durham Reformed Church of Christ Shrine. Okay. Uh, and if you emailed Janine, uh, you got a autoresponder reply telling you that uh, the volume of her correspondence makes her unable to deal with you in person. Uh, and a message that said, unfortunately, it is my unhappy task as, as her evolved assistant to tell her to tell you that your message, when evaluated by my admittedly arbitrary battery of metrics, is not important to pass along to her at this time. <laughs> All right. I'm into this. Uh, I like this a lot. It's really good. Um, and kind of like a recurring theme in uh, in this ARG is that like every main human npc has like an ai assistant that people had to get through okay to like contact them cool um and also on janine's page was a link to uh the homepage of someone named laya joanna sala who people assumed was her daughter okay uh, and also on the BWU website, there was another news story about an alumni named Martin Swinton, uh, who had been featured in a magazine called Metropolitan Living Homes, uh, because he creates homes that are completely run by AI, um, like smart homes with AI butlers, AI maids, and like AI friends populating your house. Hmm. Um, and so we're, we'll put a pin in, in the smart house thing, because we'll come back to that later. It's like that episode of Black Mirror, is a phrase yeah. I'm sure I won't say again today. <laughs> uh, and so also on the original Google search uh, for Janine Sala, they found uh, a website called the Chan Family Homepage, which was a website written by Evan Chan himself. Okay. Uh, which establishes that Evan was born in 2066. Uh, his parents were academics. He has been a fan of sailing since he was very young, and he studied biothermics at a school called the Aragon Institute of Technology so that he could stay close to the ocean. Okay. Uh, it establishes that he has a wife named Nancy, and they won something called the birth lottery so that they could have a child. Congratulations. Uh, it also established that uh, he met Janine Sala when they were both at the Institute of Technology together. Uh, and they were very close friends and they would often go sailing together on Evan's boat, oh. which was called the cloud maker, um, which you will hear a lot because the ARG solving community that got very into the beast called themselves the cloud makers. Okay. That's cool. It's yeah. also, I assume where he died. Yes. Okay. He did die. Yeah. He did die on the cloud maker. <laughs> um, 
But before he died, he worked at a company called Donutech or Donatech, uh, studying the stability of ecosystems. Um, and on the Chan family homepage, there were also links to the Donatech page, to Laya's homepage from before, uh, to a photo gallery of Evan's family, uh, and some Chan family news about uh, Evan's son Derek and his family, and their and Derek's son, and. The last entry on the little Chan family news page uh, was a entry from February 2nd, 2142, uh, of Evan saying that he was going on a four-day trip on his boat. Hmm. Okay. I'm sure that'll go well. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so from there, people went to the Sala homepage, which was... Laya's page who and they found out that Laya was Janine's apparently teenage daughter. Okay. Um there were pictures of someone there were pictures of Janine, there was pictures of someone named Colleen Sala, uh, who was apparently a quote-unquote, eugenically bred human taught by brilliant AIs. Hmm. Uh, and there were pictures of Laya, who described herself as a enhanced post-human holographic artist implanted with AIs. <laughs> okay, so we've got a full cast of just, like, this is going to sound dumb to say, but, like, sci-fi folks. like Pretty much, yeah. Like, I know that our cast in... Um, um, the Halo 2 and I Love Bees was kind of like normal people that lived in um a, what turned out to be a futuristic society you know like there was one kid that was a hacker but like not really like yeah but th this one is people that are like firmly entrenched in AIs in um machines in all of that yeah and you you also find out from Laya's bio that she has optical implants that have uh, UV lights, a telescope, and playback and download capability. Oh, like that episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and there was a link on the page called For Women, uh, which is a page apparently dedicated are, to Evan. Are you allowed to tell me about this one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it was a page apparently dedicated, no, no, four women, as in the number four. Oh, Andrew. oh I thought you meant like <laughs> girls club, boys stay out. <laughs> this page is for women. <laughs> okay. Um, it was a page dedicated to Evan, and it had four boxes uh, containing Janine, Nancy, Laya, and Cloudmaker, the boat, uh, and they all had captions. It said, uh, Janine said fooled him, Nancy said served him, Cloudmaker said loved him, and Laya said knew him. Huh. Uh, and each of the four boxes had a piece of a heart in them. Um, and Janine, Nancy, and Cloudmaker's were red, and Laya's was blue. Hmm. There was also a photo of Evan... Uh, that had a very, very faint image of a beating heart next to it. 
Okay. Now, are these um, Cloud Maker is a boat, but are yes. the other three? I just want to make sure I have characters straight. Are they presumably human? Yes. And I'm asking that in this couched way because I'm assuming we will learn that some people in this ARG are actually AIs. So I just want to like set the stage for who we think are people. Uh, yes, Janine is a person. She is like the professor and AI therapist. Right. Nancy is Evan's wife, and Laya is Janine's daughter. Okay. Um, and Cloudmaker is the boat. Is a boat. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that one wasn't a person, <laughs> unless it's um, a really fucked up person. Unless, well, unless the boat has an AI on it. I think we're getting to the question of our AIs persons, which I'm sure <laughs> okay, this I'm enough. sure this won't reference at all. Yeah, I I don't see I don't see that in this ARG's future at all. Uh-uh. Um, so this page linked out to two different pages. Uh, one was a page for Evan, and one was a page for Laya. Um, the page for Evan was called "In Memoriam," uh, and made the conjecture that he was murdered. Uh, because it said he was a superb swimmer. He was a wonderful sailor. He died on the boat who loved him within sight of land. Huh. Uh, and there was also a, uh, a link that Laya had put on that page that said two hours before I heard about this quote unquote accident and without Mephista's knowledge, this page appeared in my sight. Um, and people assumed that Mephista was, Laya's implanted AI. Sure. Uh, because she establishes in her bio that she like has some kind of implanted AI. Um, Mephista is a badass name for an implanted it's AI. Really good. A lot of the AIs in this are named after demons, I think. Huh. So that's fun. I mean, hence the beast. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Uh, and the mysterious page was a page called Letter, which there is no screen cap of it in this outline or in this write-up, but apparently it had a series of classical diagrams of elements on it arranged in some kind of equation. Okay. Uh, and it also had a painting of a Japanese woman with a teacup with some smoke coming out of the teacup that people thought may or may not have been a Japanese character. Okay. Uh, if you hit the back button on this page, you would get jump scared with a pop-up window with a flash animation and ominous sounds. Huh. I don't like that. Uh, and apparently this... Scared the crap out of a lot of people. <laughs> I know, uh, I've accidentally done that to myself in a couple episodes. Yeah. And it would display one of five messages, and the five messages were, Get out, deep water, you would drown. Get out, dark dream, you will not wake up. Get out, they are smarter than you, you would be broken. Get out, they cannot be stopped, you would be run down. Get out, physical lookup in progress, hide while you can. And then it would show a picture of Evan's dead body. 
Huh. So we should probably go. Good night, yeah. everyone. We're leaving. Uh, <laughs> if you liked the show, feel free. So, okay. So if we if we step wrong on the page, then we get taken to like veiled threats from what I'm assuming are from AIs. Yeah. Huh. Presumably the same person who put this mysterious letter page on Laya's website. Right. Uh, there was also a page, a personal page for Laya, uh, that apparently was very, like, grunge teenagery and had, like, pictures of robots and, like, posters on it. Um, it also had some kind of, like, quotations and news snippets that were telling about a second man act. Uh, the first man act, I think believe is a real thing yeah it was uh a real thing in 1909 uh which outlawed female slavery um Hmm. and in in this universe uh there was a second man act trying to be passed i bet you can't (laughs) guess what it was about huh let me let me think let me rack my brain uh did we realize the loophole we were like oh shit we can still have male slaves no. No, is it is it uh is it AIs? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Funny how that works. Um Yeah, there was a, a second man act that was calling for a referendum on the legal status of sentient property. Cool. Uh there was also a website called inourimage.org linked on this website. Uh that was a homepage calling for AI rights. Okay. Uh, it had a little, like, flash video intro, which is also a running theme uh, with these websites that said, like, we created robots in our image. They shouldn't be slaves. Um, and it had pages that had a short history of robot evolution, an overview of existence as an AI, uh, and a page called How You Can Help. Okay. Uh, and it basically established a lot of world building that people already knew except it also established that ais had more rights in australia and canada than in america that is a very good piece of world building oh that's good i i i like that a lot because so many of these stories are like yes and then all of the humans did this but it's it's interesting to see that as like yeah there are political lines drawn in different countries just like there are on every political issue under the sun that's very cool mm-hmm. that's very smart um, i like that it is very cool uh there's also a news page uh that had some pretty interesting stuff on it um it said that anti-robot vandalism was on the increase according to statistics from the Sentient Property Crime Bureau. It's interesting that, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I realize that I'm refer- I'm referring to this like it's baby's first sci-fi. Um, but it's, it's interesting hearing that as, like, referred to as vandalism and not, like, assault like you would on a person. Um, assuming that, like, just i'm assuming that these are like ais that are like walking talking you know in the movie you cast an actor to do it not cgi um Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to like i don't know it's cool hearing those terminologies used it's just good world building 
Yeah. Uh, it's also established that robots can uh, can commit suicide in the same news article. Oh. Uh, because it uh, said that Janine Sala, uh, who who we know, um, has observed that the highest suicide rates occur among robots with programmed loyalties to owners who deliberately damage them. Oh. That's really sad world building, but smart world building. I know. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, and then there was an article about something called the Anti-Robot Militia uh, that had killed over 10,000 robots in uh, 2141. Jesus. Uh, which is... How many years before this takes place? One year before this takes place. Okay, so we're not fucking around. Yeah. With our world building. So, so yeah. So, they found these four websites. Uh, there's two websites that they, haven't, that they haven't visited yet, which are Donatech and Metropolitan Living Homes. Uh, and they have not solved the letter chemistry elements puzzle. Uh, they have not found a number f- to enter for Laya on Janine's voicemail message. Uh, and they have not found any mailbox numbers to enter onto Nancy's voicemail message. Okay. And so the next step was they went to the Donatech page, uh, which... It was a company that provides environmental assay services for eco-survival. Okay. Uh, And this was the company that Evan worked for. And it did, in fact, have an employee sign-in page. Uh, And so people immediately were like, oh, maybe we're meant to find a ID and password for Evan so that we can get into the employee end of this website. Right. Um, there was a research staff page, uh, that had nine people on it, including Evan, uh, and had short bios on all of them. Uh, it also had all of their email addresses. Um, but if you emailed any of them, you would get a autoresponder. Um, and the only one that was super interesting was... A employee named Mario Dauphin, uh, whose autoresponder was, If you get this message, I'm either not here or working on some vast, complex, and and undoubtedly urgent project. If you leave your name and number, I'll try to get back to you whenever possible. And then the signature said, This world is so full of wondrous things that we should all be happy as kings, and you know how happy kings are these days. Follow this path to a more human future. Uniteandresist.org Hmm. I'm pretty sure I'd get fired if I put anything like that in my work <laughs> signature. It's true. So put a pin in unitedresist.org. Going back okay. going back to the Donatech page, there was more to be seen here. Um there was a they figured out that they needed a ID number for Evan to log in to the Donatech page. And so they went okay. back to the Chan family homepage and they went to the photo gallery and they found a photo of him wearing his ID badge. 
And they were able cool. to get the number from that. And then they were like, well, if we got the number from this gallery, we probably should be able to get the password from this gallery. So they tried, like, his wife's name, his son's name, Cloudmaker. Uh, they tried the word boat <laughs> because he <laughs> likes boats. <laughs> Uh, did they find a birthday? Uh, yeah, I think I think they tried his birthday. Eventually, they found that um, there was another boat in his gallery called the Venus. And if you went to his corporate bio, it said that his favorite piece of music was uh, the second movement of the planets, which is also Venus. Um, and they tried Venus and they didn't get it. And then they put in uh, Aphrodite, who is the goddess of Venus, and that was the password. Damn. All right, crew. Yeah. Um, And so they... I I do want to ask, is he stepping out on his boat? No, it was like... Does he have another boat? It was like someone else's boat, apparently, in his... uh, Martin, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's boat. (laughs) Um... And so they got into his private page, and they could read Evan's email. Hell yeah. Uh, they found emails, they found photos of his wife, uh, photos of a woman called Venus, uh, and also photos of Laia, uh, Janine's daughter. Okay. And so they were like, okay, Evan is probably having an affair with this woman called Venus, but why... Why does he have photos of Janine's, like, teenage daughter? That's very weird. Yeah. Um, in his emails, uh, there was a email from Janine, um, about some, like, biological research. Uh, there was an email from Mario, his coworker, saying that he, uh, would cover for Evan at work on Saturday if Evan covered at him for work on work at if evan covered for him at work on that sunday presumably for his boat trip um okay and then there was also a email from one of the donatech directors uh that that said the date for the waterworks green microtech merger has been moved up two weeks to may 3rd as a result we will have to go flat out to finish our report in time for the inspection during the due diligence process i'm afraid i have to ask all employees to cancel any personal days through april 15th for what it's worth carter and i will be the first ones to arrive and the last to lock up at night I'm going to push the client for overtime. If it comes through, we should have a spring bonus for everyone. I've I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> that hits a little close to home. <laughs> uh, uh, can you imagine uh, working with a coworker and like swapping your days so that you can get a certain day off? And then the day that you're supposed to take off, that they're supposed to cover you, you get a call from your work that's like, hey, we need you to come in. The guy that was taking your shift got murdered. Uh, so we need you to cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so looking at uh, the dates from uh, like Evan's emails from his boss, Ibram, and at his calendar, uh, people were able to see that March 6th uh, was the 
original meeting with uh, this waterworks company. Um, March 7th, he got a email from uh, Green Microtech and also from his boss, Ibram, uh, attempting to gloss over something that had happened in the waterworks meeting, saying, like, it's just an equipment artifact and we'll get you the data by the day after tomorrow. March 8th, Evan died. Uh, March 9th, the deadline for the waterworks was, uh, process was pushed up. Uh, and mm-hmm. then March 12th on Evan's calendar was a meeting scheduled that said waterworks, Esther M, maybe even RC present report. Hmm. Uh, and so there was a theory formed that Evan was on this due diligence team related to the waterworks green microtech merger uh, that he found something that he shouldn't have and started investigating. Um, gotcha. And his boss said that, like, he knew what it was and he would get him the data on it. But then Evan, for some reason, got in too deep and was looking very closely. Uh, and it might have been something that threatened the merger. And so he got got. Interesting. So the plot thickens, and it's probably Work's fault. Potentially. I'm interested. Uh, there was also a email in Evan's inbox from Mother, uh, the email address that people had emailed way back at the beginning, an address to okay. not Evan. Uh, like, and- just literally not Evan? Yeah. Uh, and the email said... Once upon a time, there crept through the looking glass a curious child whose manners were not very good. Perhaps a little clever, yes, but given to spying and sneaking and going through dead men's pockets, aren't you? I'm a bit smarter than this poor corpse. I would never use 668437 as my passcode. You can learn a lot from me if you remember to behave. I have spied on thousands. I don't wait till they're dead to go through their pockets. And I made the looking glass. (laughs) Damn. All right, Mom. (laughs) again with the dunking on players yeah (laughs) Uh, i like potentially an ai that's dunking on players i'm into it yeah i love i love an arg that is rude (laughs) (laughs) um and they also found some stuff in evan's event diary that was interesting uh on January 26th, he had a cancer scan. Um, oh, damn. And on February 2nd, he put a note in that said, Laya's opening, lock in from hotel. Hmm. Uh, and that was kind of all that they could find. Um, but they now had this number passcode that they yeah. couldn't figure out what to do with. But then they realized that the passcode was the same number of characters as mother. Uh, and that it was, in fact, T9 code for mother. Oh. Um, and they figured out that maybe it was a hint to one of the phone passcodes that they didn't have yet. Uh, okay. So they went back to Janine Sala's uh, phone number and they typed in 5242, which was Laya, 
uh, and they got into the message specifically for Laya, which was, Laya, I know you're not going to like this, but in light of what happened, Nancy has asked that you not attend the funeral or memorial service. Please don't call her up to complain, now of all times. Hmm. I assume because of an affair? Possibly. Just like telling the mistress, hey, don't come to his funeral, because that's kind of, it'd be, it'd be fucked up to see you there? Potentially, because if you went to Nancy's phone number and you typed in 2426, which spells Chan, uh, you would get a voicemail from someone unknown saying, Mrs. Chan, you don't know me, but I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. And then you would also get a voicemail of Laya saying, I can't believe you won't let the past lie and let me grieve over Evan's loss. Okay, so we got relationship drama. Mm-hmm. Also, most of the uh, main characters in this ARG are women, which is very interesting. Yeah, it's not something we hear a lot. This is a... Yeah, This the cast of this ARG is, like, extremely heavily weighted towards women, I noticed. Cool. So... From there, they went to the Metropolitan Living Homes website, uh, which they had gotten to from the Bangalore World University like news article about the smart homes. Um, they got another like cool flash movie intro. Like I said, a lot of the uh, websites for this had like flash movies on them. I guess because the a the ARG creators like figured out how to do it and were very excited about it. <laughs> I would be too. Um, and it was a basically like a magazine website about uh, sentient smart homes and like the people who designed them. There were links to like a website about thinking houses uh, and they and they also found an article about a designer named Kate Nay who bought a ha- who built a house uh, named Isabella for a man named Enrico Basta and his companion whose name was Venus who looked identical to the Venus in Evan's personal page photos. Hmm. Plot thickens. The plot thickens. Um, and Venus is only referred to by her first name, which led people to believe that she was an AI or a robot. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and they also found that Enrico Basta was mentioned on the Chan family homepage uh, as someone who had... Uh, raced against him in a regatta that he raced in with a cloud maker. Okay. Um, and Enrico Basto was referred to as a millionaire playboy. Okay, so we've got we got a, a rivals to lovers narrative between uh, Chan and the uh, and Venus, the other person involved with the boat race. Yeah. Um, there was also, they also found a personal homepage for Kate Nay, uh, a website for, uh, someone named Beat Bosch, uh, that was a, a website about thinking houses, and, uh, the website of Martin Swinton, who was, uh, the 
Bangalore World University alum who designs uh, smart houses. Okay. Uh, and about a week after they discovered uh, the Metropolitan Living Homes site, there was a new news item that appeared on it called Breaking News, the Tragic Death of a Martin Swinton Home, uh, which had a mention of Madhouse Syndrome. <laughs> what? Uh, which we'll put a pin into later. Oh, no, it apparently tied into... <laughs> It apparently tied into a website later on that mentioned Madhouse Syndrome, which is, like, okay. a, a thing in universe where, like, smart houses would go insane and die. Yeah, I saw that, uh, I saw that Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> Directed by LeVar, by LeVar Burton. Yeah. Um, and so at this point, the only thing that they had unsolved was the the chemistry elements puzzle still. Uh, but they had found, like, four new websites. And so it was time to look at those websites. The, <laughs> a lot of this energy is like, we found this website and it linked us to four new websites. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's, honestly, that's my kind of ARG. Yeah. I like that a lot. And eventually we'll get the solution for this other thing that we haven't solved yet. <laughs> <laughs> so they went they went all the way back to the UniteAndResist.org website, uh, which was the official website of the anti-robot militia. Okay. Uh, who don't like robots because they're not human. Right. And because they're going to take over the world. As they do. As, as they do. Um... It also had a link to the Sentient Crime Property Bureau uh, saying that people should contact them if they encounter any robo-thugs uh, and <laughs> and if the SCPB can't get there in time to deactivate the robots, uh, then the anti-robot militia will show up and, uh, and deactivate them themselves. Okay, we're getting threats. Yeah. Uh, they had a page called News from the Front, uh, which was mostly talking about the, the Second Man Act, uh, but also about Evan Chan's death, uh, which claimed okay. that Evan Chan was a perverted robosexual race traitor. Damn, okay. Uh, who was killed by a sex robot on his boat. Are... Are they... When they say that he's a robosexual race traitor, are they mad because like are those the same thing? Yeah, or are they I mad I, because not only did he like is he robosexual, but the robot is white. No, I think I think the race traitor thing. They're also talking about him having sex with a robot. Okay. Uh, but it it, it claimed that he was on his boat with a sex robot uh, that crushed his head and fled the boat. Um, and the site was like, it's actually good that he died because he was having sex with a robot, but also it's bad that there's a murderous sex robot out there. <laughs> the duality of robots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there was also a members-only page on the website uh, that you had to log in to see, but 
looking through the source code uh, led people to believe that there was no correct ID code to get in to the to get in through the login page. Um, apparently, no matter what you typed, it would take you to an error page. Gotcha. They just like pretended there was one and set that up. Yeah. Um, Look, I've, I've been there. There also was originally uh, a little box on the front page where you could put your phone number in uh, to receive a call uh, from the anti-robot militia. And Interesting. on April 13th, everybody who put their phone number in got a phone call that said, boy, did you pick the wrong side? The year is 2142 and you just signed up for an anti-robot support group. Did it ever cross your mind that you're using technology built and monitored by robots? When the machines take over, it'll be people like you that are easiest to track down. Now we know your true colors. We'll be watching. Have a nice day. Oh my god, that's incredible. (laughs) Get fucking wrecked, nerds. Uh, and after, and after that, uh, after that phone call uh the website changed i was like we've had a like our security's been compromised (laughs) and they didn't have the phone number box anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh god uh and so then they they start going to the smart house designer websites uh they went to uh beat or bet bosch's website which was entirely in german uh, okay. <laughs> apparently there wasn't anything interesting there. Uh, a couple, like, German-speaking ARG people made translations of it, but it was, like, all architecture stuff. Um, there was a bit where you could put in a username, but they it was kind of the same thing as before, where uh, it would just take you to an error page no matter what. Okay. Um, they went to Kate Nay's website, which, uh, she was another smart house designer, uh, which had a lot of stuff about architecture on it. Uh, she asserts that there are five elements, uh, to design, which are fire, water, earth, air, and light. Uh, and she talks about leaving the Kate Nay creations business to embark on the most exciting phase of her career. Hmm. Uh, and then they went to Martin Swinton's website, uh, and they got another flash video intro. Um, and the website was a very cool and flashy brochure for Martin's smart homes. Uh, And it established that he was the one who constructed Kate Nay's house, uh, who is named Ivy. Uh, And there was a... The sequence of buttons on the website were abbreviated weirdly. Uh, They were gallery, philosophy, artisans, media, and Iasa, which I think is like a a smart home related like group, um, because all of okay. the all of the smart home designers had like login pages for it, uh, but they were abbreviated as G A P H A R M E and I A, uh, and there was also a phone number, 
on the page that you could call, and you got a voice message uh, that said that Martin's inbox was full and that you could not record a message. Okay. And so from there, they went to the Sentient Property Crime Bureau website, uh, which was a government bureau responsible for tracking down sentient property, like robots and AIs, that have committed crimes. So, like, secret face-crushing sex bots. Yeah. Uh, And the front page actually said that they were currently tracking down a robot for questioning about the death of Evan Chan. Uh, And they said that the, the robot that they were looking for was created by a company called Belladerma. Okay. Uh, but they Bella did not. Derma, derma is like skin, right? Yeah. What? But... What's Bella? But they. Uh, Bella is beautiful in Italian, right? I don't know, but that sounds right. Okay. Beautiful skin. The robot company. Great. <laughs> um. But yeah, it didn't say the name of the robot, but people assumed that it was Venus. Uh, mm-hmm. And it said that they only wanted the robot for questioning, uh, and that they w- weren't a suspect. Okay. Uh, there was a news section uh, that said that they had investigated the allegations of madhouse syndrome uh, put forward by <laughs> Metropolitan Living Homes and found them to be false. After interviewing smart home designers like Martin and Kate Nay, um, there was also... I I, I should probably... I I should say my bad, because I've been thinking, like, oh yeah, sex bot, just entirely, like, non-critically. But, like, that's probably just, like, the word that a racist website uses for any robot that is engaged in having sex with person with a person, not just like a robot built for it. So, my bad. I shouldn't be sex bot shaming a, a any AI. <laughs> That's on me. Um, there was also a most wanted page uh, that was constantly updating in real time, or well, most. Of- most of these websites were updating in real time. Uh, but this most wanted page uh, had ch- uh, changed after they found it. Okay. Um, it was a most wanted list of rogue AIs. Huh. Uh, and the the top AI on the list was uh, extremely dangerous and ex- extensively reconfigured for gladiator work. <laughs> Yo! Uh, and wanted for questioning in connection with the activities of various terrorist rogues. Huh. Uh, and from this page, they found out that there was a militant pro-AI movement called ARI, uh, which was a shortened version of a error message called uh, that was called Abort Retry Ignore. Okay. Uh, there was also a runaway companion robot made by Belladerma on that page uh, named Giovanni, who was just like a rogue companion robot who ran away. Okay. <clears throat> um, this is this is just Detroit become human, right? Kind of. 
<laughs> uh, and they they realized from this page that robots could change what they looked like without a lot of difficulty. Uh, because mm-hmm. under each one, it would say, like, last seen wearing, like, a female face or a male body or a male face and etc. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, that checks out. <laughs> Um, and part of this most wanted page is that, uh, it was having trouble with its images. Uh, some of the images were wrong or like didn't load right. And if you looked into the source code of the page, uh, there were elements of a hidden page embedded in the HTML, uh, which if you put those elements into their own file, they would create a new, a completely new web page, which was also written entirely in Leet speak. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize that was around back then. <laughs> I didn't know that went all the way back to 2001. It is called in this, in this, uh, in this outline, it is called hacker speak, but like it's definitely speak. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and there were some binary sequences uh, that could be decoded throughout the text. Uh, some of them just were regu- were like fake binary that you couldn't decode. Um, hmm. But there was a sequence at the beginning that said. Uh, Jin at AIT Brooks is passing, uh, and they knew, I think, from the anti-AI militia page that Jin were, like, data-bound AIs, um, and AIT Brooks is a campus, is the school that Evan Chan, uh, went to. And passing was, like, AIs pretending to be human. Basically, like, passing it as human. Sure. So they essentially got a message that there was an AI at the Aragon Institute of Technology that was passing as a human, or pretending to be a human. Hmm. Okay. Um, there was also a voice message on this page that said, Destruction by Red King... Who they were like, oh, this hacker's name is the Red King. Like, he's just put a voice message here so that <laughs> we know. Uh, and the the page itself was a hit list uh, created by a pro-AI group of people who the Red King said have abused AIs. Okay. Uh, the first person was Alan Hobby. Uh, who is the person in in universe who may or may not have created AIs, uh, who Janine worked as a grad student under. Uh, there were some government people. There was uh, Saul Tamerlane, who was the head of the anti-robot militia. Mm-hmm. Um there was a guy named Lord Johnson Johnson of the Gladiators, uh, <laughs> who they think was the guy who programmed that rogue AI that was reconfigured for gladiator work. And also, okay. 
that rogue AI that was reconfigured for gladiator work was named Spartacus 2. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. I love that the top criminal of this universe is named Spartacus 2. Spartacus 2. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus too. No, no, no. You don't know. You don't get it. <laughs> the sequel to Spartacus. Yeah, duh. <laughs> um, there was also a guy named Fidelio who was uh, an agent of a company called Rogue Retrieval, uh, which was a agency that tracks down rogue AIs. Ooh, okay. Uh, there was another robot manufacturer, another guy from ARM, the anti-robot militia. Uh, there was also a woman named Diane Fletcher who was labeled as a robot traitor. Okay. Uh, who, which made which made people think that she was a robot. Uh, she was another employee of Rogue Retrieval, so people were like, "Oh, maybe she's a robot that hunts down other robots." That's fucked up. Huh. Is a robot trader a robot that is a trader, or is it a trader to robots? I, I guess it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then the last person on the list was Luca Angelis, who is the owner of Belladerma, uh, who is the company that may or may not have made Venus, uh, the robot who is tracking down, who is being tracked down for questioning in Evan's murder. Right. Uh, and the the Red King says that Belladerma makes robots that are essentially sex slaves, uh, and that is why they are a enemy of this rogue AI or this pro AI group. Okay. Uh, and there's the, a uh, lot going on in this. Yeah, there's energy. a lot going. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this energy. Okay. Um. And and this list of people is is, uh, is referred to as the top ten awares that we are going to have a chat with after the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when the, the revolutionary comes, you will be the first in a dark room with a chair to talk to. Yeah, this is like the the pro AI guillotine list. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh the Red King also says on the on this page after the hit list uh, that he has ghosted the uh, SPCB's files and that they are in hot pursuit of Venus. Uh, and he points out that they're going to a suspicious amount of trouble to track down a, a sex robot uh, and that it's very weird that they can't track her down even though they're supposedly such a sophisticated agency uh, and that they're placing so much importance on this one case hmm uh, and he also writes uh, there is a footprint there is a footprint in the sphere that looks like Sophia's if you find her befriend her trick her crack her if you can she knows seven second she knows seven twenty seconds of everything. Okay. Uh, and so sphere is like slang in this universe for the internet. They call it like the data sphere. Um, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and 
people are like, oh, Sophia must be like another hacker or like an AI. And the Red King is ac- is asking us to trick her or crack her uh, if we can if we can find her. Um, and people are like, well, what is seven out of twenty? Like, what does seven out of twenty-two mean? Like, what does seven twenty seconds mean? Um, and people are like, well, pi is twenty-two over seven, so. 7 over 22 is pi backwards, which is IP, which is the internet protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, well, maybe she knows the internet protocol of everything. And that means that she's like a really good hacker. <laughs> that was like their theory. Um, they also tried to figure out who the Red King is uh, because... They were pretty sure that he was the the guy who planted that phone call from uh, Arm's number. That was like, why would you put your phone number into this website? Like, <laughs> right? It's a website. The AI are watching you. <laughs> um, they also figured out that he was a member of uh this militant pro AI faction called BIOS. Uh. Because uh, the SPCB mentioned uh, mentions BIOS on their most wanted page, and the title of the uh, Red King page hidden in that page is called BIOS Shadow. Um, and there were also some weird Greek letters on uh, on the Red King's hidden page. Uh, which were Alpha, Beta, Chi, Delta, Epsilon, Epsilon, Phi, Gamma. Um, and then at the bottom there was GVH, BVH. Um, which they thought was just like a shortened way of the Red King saying goodbye. Hmm, okay. Um... And then a a little while later, if they went to the source page again, the Red King had added another message to the uh, the source code of the most wanted page uh, that said fax mentions. Um, and it listed two new people, uh, Jason Furter, Corrupt Building Inspector, ARM member, uh, Yulin Foxtra, ICM Property Acquisition, paid Furter to recommend building demolition. Hmm. Uh, and if you went to the ARM uh, page, they found a news article that Jason Furter and Yulin Foxtra and one other person were killed by two symbiotic AIs that suffered simultaneous logic faults and crashed the elevator that they were in. Hmm. Um, and the two AIs were charged with capital offense and would probably be destroyed. Uh, and there was also a note by the Red King on in the source code that said, when you are human, you can plead self-defense. Some people deserve to be erased. Damn, alright. <laughs> um, and 
So people kind of piece together that uh, Yulin Foxtra, who is with ICM Property Acquisition, uh, paid Jason Furter to recommend that this building that they were in be demolished uh and mm-hmm. when and buildings are run by AIs so when the buildings get demolished the AIs also get destroyed and so right. the building AI essentially killed them in self defense huh interesting i mean that that checks out but that's that's neat yeah um there was also kind of a theory that the the Red King's faction, Bios, or like a, a different hacker, uh, hacked the elevator and caused a malfunction. Um, okay. But also entirely possible that the AIs just like did that. They just did a murder. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all sorts of different like robo crimes that could be done by any number of groups or people. This is all really cool. I like this a lot. It is really cool. It it's really cool having all these things where it's like, well, there there could be this kind of like foul play stuff going on, or it could have just been like a normal ass murder. Just a robot was involved. It's interesting seeing like all of the sides on this. Yeah. Um. There was also kind of a weird inconsistency about Jason Furter's death. Because uh, if you went to the SPCB news page, it said that the SC- SPCB agents were investigating two separate incidents of malicious malfunction in Denver that resulted in four deaths. Um, and it talked about three people being killed in the elevator, uh, but it never mentioned Jason's name. Hmm. Um... On the arm page, they assumed that all four deaths were from the elevator malfunction. Um, but if you looked at a cached version of the SPCB page, um, you got a different news article that said that Jason Furter was electrocuted by his computer. Oh, damn. So people were like oh, maybe the two, like, symbiotic AIs were coordinating, or mm-hmm. maybe, like, a different organization was behind this. Maybe maybe the game designers just, like, put this in and then removed it because yeah. they figured out something different to do. But, like, either way, an earlier version of the site uh, said something completely different. Oh, my God, a Firefly just, like blinked outside and scared the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me a couple weeks ago it's my revenge <laughs> so yeah so we've got AIs killing folks possibly people killing folks people killing AIs a lot of crimes happening in Robot City a lot of crimes happening in Robot City I'm into this I like this a lot I do too this is a really like a, a really really dense ARG. Yeah, I mean, this is like with a bunch of different websites that go all over the net, like and actually all over the net, not just like we used a Facebook page and a Twitter account. Like this is this is cool. This is the kind of stuff that I love in ARGs. Yeah, and like you can definitely tell that the people behind it had a budget. 
because yeah, they're like, cause... we made 50 websites, like, and they all have flash animations and, like, hidden pages. Yeah, like, we can afford all of these URLs. Yeah, like, you can absolutely tell that, like, they had that, like, Hollywood money, like, a big team of people worked on this, and, <laughs> like, they had the time and the funding to do all of this which is very cool i i feel like you could also definitely tell that this is like the same people that made i love bees right yeah they're 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 pretty similar in just like level of execution yeah it's it's got that that same style i think yeah it's that it's that it's that big production value we kind (laughs) of talked about it a little bit last time but like i couldn't have pulled this off just on my own you know but yeah this is this is really interesting because i i feel like not a lot of modern args do this thing where they're like just tossing new characters at you left and right and like new factions Uh like this is just like the first couple weeks of this arg and they got like 10 different websites they've got like this entire cast of characters They've got, like, all of these factions. They have, like, two different most wanted pages that each list, like, ten different people. And they're, like, on different sides. Like, this is... Yeah. It's it's not even, like, um... Like, there's not even... They're not strongly pushing a plot, per se, as much as they are just, like, let's throw out a bunch of little ideas that, like... like, That flesh out the world-building of the city. Or of this, yeah. this, you know, this world from this movie. Yeah, like, there is, there is like, a murder mystery going on, but they're also, like, here's this, like, anti-robot militia that, like, has their own storyline going on. And, like, they're fighting this, like, pro-AI faction that, like, has this secret webpage where they're listing people who are abusive to AIs. And it's, like... Every new webpage they found, like, builds out this world more and more and, like, adds new people and details, which is very cool. And, like, I I, I feel like not a lot of ARGs these days do that. Like, I, I feel like a lot of contemporary ARGs kind of, like, build up a, a very, like, central core cast of characters and then, like, stick to that pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we could, we, we, there's a chance we never see Spartacus 2 again, but, like, the introduction of Spartacus 2 here lets us talk about a different criminal that designs gladiator AIs. Um, Like, we, we, it lets us build this out, even if it's not something that we truly care about in the capital P plot of the thing that's happening. I don't know. Spartacus 2 might be the main character of this moving forward, but, like... (laughs) Just letting people, just taking this thing and just throwing as much against the wall as you can, I I think that it does a lot toward, um, like it makes it feel like a a living, breathing world and ARG in the fact that like, you know, I, I don't necessarily know like who the main plot is going to focus around because we're being introduced to so much information and so many people that it just feels like I'm being immersed in a world. I I love this. It's very cool. Like, yeah, like, Ev- Evan's co-worker, who, like, is a part of the anti-robot militia, like, we might never see that guy again. But, like, right. because we know that he's a part of the anti-robot militia, like, that instantly tells us so much about him as a character. Yeah, and about, like, the world. We know that there's an anti-robot militia. We know that there's, like, 
a like we know that if there's an anti-robot militia that, that means that robots are in big enough numbers and in big enough force that like there would be people that oppose them on the scale of being willing to form a militia about it and advertise in email signatures like it it builds out so much of the world just by making little individual character choices along the way that just flesh things out rather than just like rather than just having one character talk directly to the audience and give an audio log every time they think maybe I should leave this city <laughs> not to throw like 21 pilots under the bus or anything like that but like just comparing the two kind of styles of of um of storytelling like this gives you a much broader just a broader scope of what we're looking at in the city yeah damn i wish more contemporary orgs were like this me too we need to make more websites for pepsi arc look if if we had the budget to do it i would to have make, to make 50 websites with flash animations Our, we had a high concept but not that high of a concept well when we make uh this is my flavor town we'll go all out <laughs> So they ran out of links uh, to follow at this point. They had been to every single page and they were like, well, we got to circle back around to this chemistry puzzle that we that we don't know how to solve and that we just kind of tabled because we didn't feel like solving it. (laughs) (laughs) They literally were like, we don't want to solve this, so we're just going to like table it and hope that we get a hint. Um, so they have this sequence of elements that are arranged in an equation. Uh, if they use the atomic numbers, all they got was the number 406, and they were like, this doesn't mean anything. Um, but they were like, well, if we shorten all of these... Uh, all of these elements to their abbreviated names, just the letters, uh, we get a equation that kind of makes sense because uh, some of the bits of the equation were like RB minus B. So they were like, okay, the letter R. Or like CE minus C. Okay, the letter E. Uh, And so when you subtracted uh, the letters that it wanted you to subtract in the brackets, you got coronersweb.org or coronersweb.org. Okay. And so they went to coronersweb.org, which was a for-profit corporation, which was also the only legal forensic medical source for public law enforcement agencies in the United States. Hmm. The only one. (laughs) Uh, and you had to enter a case ID number or the name of the deceased, uh, to pull up whatever case you were looking for. Okay. Uh, there was also an employee login at the bottom of the page, but due to kind of like the same HTML nonsense they had been doing on the other pages, they determined that it was like a false login. Sure. Uh, They tried popping some names in. Uh, They got nothing for Yulon Foxtra and Jason Furter, who you may remember were killed by AI in a building that they were going to destroy. They popped in Evan Chan, and they got a pop-up window 
telling them that the fee to make the file publicly available had been paid by someone named Sentra. Okay. And they got Evan Chan's coroner's report. Okay. Uh, they, they found that he died on March 8th, 2142, uh, plus or minus 11 hours. Uh, and so the mystery email in his inbox that was sent to not Evan... Uh, was sent well over a month after he died. Hmm. Uh, according to the coroner's report, he died because his head was bashed in. Uh, he was not drowned, but his body was found in shallow waters near Durham, North Carolina, and he had probably been in the water for four hours. Okay. Uh, he had no alcohol or drugs in his system. Uh, and he was 75 years old and in good health. Okay. Um, speculation was that he looked very young for someone who was 75 because it was the 22nd century and they had, like, good health care and longevity <laughs> treatments and, like, science. Because, like... <laughs> Because Janine and Nancy would also have been his age, which would have put them in their 70s as well. Okay. Um, so people just speculated that, like, Lund- like there was science that, like, kept people looking young, essentially. Sure. 70s, the new 30. Yeah. Uh, they The coroner's report also said that his fingernails had scrapings uh, of a propi- proprietary synthetic skin manufactured by Belladerma under them. Hmm. Uh, and that he had had sex shortly before he died. Hmm. So. Is that a thing you can tell? Apparently so. Huh. Um, and so people speculated that uh he had indeed been with venus on the boat uh they were hesitant to conclude that the the skin under his nails mean meant that she had attacked him because like also they had sex (laughs) sure yeah uh and but they still didn't want to conclude that venus was the murderer Okay. And they also were yeah, like I've I've seen a I've seen a mystery thing in my day. If this is where we're supposed to go in like the in the first act, it's definitely not true. Yeah. Uh and they well they also thought that maybe Venus was being framed. Uh and they they also thought that since Venus had like essentially disappeared that pro AI groups might have been helping her like go on the run. Okay. Um, okay. and so then they had nothing left to do because they had solved this puzzle and they were like, well, we've done it. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> we have done the no thing. New, we have reached the there's, end. There's no new information. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, um, everyone. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the whole thing. Those other four pages don't actually matter. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so no, so they were like, well, all of these pages are, uh, are updating in real time. So we're going to go and we're going to scour them for everything that they, that they could possibly have that we could potentially have missed. And there are, are 900, there are over 900 of us in this Yahoo group. And so Damn. one of us will find something. yeah get to it everyone (laughs) um and so on the chan family website at the very bottom there was a hidden link to the aragon institute of technology website hmm uh and which was evan's college that he and janine went to uh and The Aragon Institute of Technology website said that 27% of Nobel Prize winners in the last century had graduated there. Uh, And AIT had also created a Pluto-based AI solar system security force called Plutarch. Uh, that was a interstellar. er, That was a early warning system against interstellar incursions. Hmm. They put an AI on Pluto to tell them if there were going to be aliens. <laughs> Which rules. You have one job. You're going to land there. <laughs> you're going to say yes or no. Uh, but it was also a defense system against interstellar incursions. Yeah, because when it finds an alien, it's just going to go, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> And then people will know they have like eight years before they have aliens on their in their doors. I have no idea how long it would take to get to Pluto. <laughs> uh, if you know how they... long it would take to get to Pluto, uh, message us, tweet us at Corpse Revivers and let us know. <laughs> they also found out that uh, AIT had a campus on the moon. AIT? AIT, oh, AIT. Uh, the, Ar- the, the Aragon Institute of Technology. Gotcha. Okay, so we're interstellar at this point. Yeah, Hmm. Uh, and they had an alumni spotlight page uh, that had a little news article about Janine and also a obituary for Evan. Um, And on their graduate placement page, there was a link to the Belladerma website. Interesting. Um, And then people also were like, well, we know from the Red King that there is a AI at AIT who is human passing. Um, and they found, uh, a biography or like, they found a bunch of mentions of a ethics consultant AI at AIT named Spinoza. Um, okay. Who, I guess was just like a part of the ethics committee at the college ethics consultant is a fascinating job title yeah how do i get the job title ethics consultant just so that i can look at someone and go no i guess you gotta be an ai i guess um and then they were like well maybe instead of passing as human the message means that they're passing judgment on someone as the ethics consultant okay 
Um, and they also found that on Evan's personal calendar, he had a meeting with Spinoza in January. Uh, but it didn't say what the meeting was about. Um, okay. They also found in the university. Sorry, which one was... Who had a... Hold on. Which one was the ethics consultant Spinoza was? Spinoza, yeah. And who did he have a meeting with? Evan had a Evan had a Evan, meeting okay. with Spinoza in January. Okay, okay. Which was two months before he died. Okay. Uh, so it was like, should and... I have sex with a robot and die? Yeah. And Spinoza was like, <laughs> ethically, that seems sound. <laughs> um, and there was also a little like sports news page on the AIT website that had an article about robots in gladiatorial combat. Okay. I'm uh, surprised this is a recurring theme. Yeah. Um, and it had a little blurb about Lord Johnson Johnson, who was uh, the guy behind gladiatorial robot com- combat, who like had created a TV program about robot combat called Kill Switch. Uh, they also talked a little bit about Spartacus too. Hmm. Um, and it also established that the AIs that control the fighting robots get saved every time the robots go into fight, so that if their body gets destroyed, they could just implant the AI in a new body. Okay. Which means there may yeah. be more than one Spartacus too. Spartacus 3. <laughs> Spartacus 2 too. Ooh, now we're talking. And so from there, they went to check out the Bellagerma website, uh, which was the sex robot maker that made Venus and also made uh, that companion robot named Giovanni, who is on the run, who is wanted Ooh. by the SPCB. Right. Um, their website was another, like, fancy Flash website uh, that had information about the companion robots, uh, which were subdivided into tutors, athletes, artists, companions, escorts, uh, pets. Uh, And they also had AI-controlled statues and gardens. Hmm. Um, And there was also a page that offered you access to their catalog if you had a login number. Um, And due to looking at the source code, uh, the cloud makers thought that there was a definite solution to it because it didn't point to an error page. Uh, But they were not able to find it right away. Uh, So they, they poked around a little bit more on the website. And... They went to the contact us page and they found a page that you could input your fax number on. Damn. Remember it was 2001, huh? Yeah. It took, honestly, you said that and I thought, what's a fax number? And then I was like, (laughs) oh, damn, I am old. Or young. Uh, What is, am I too young for fax machines? Is that what that makes me? I don't know. I remember fax machines. Yeah, I just, but it took me a minute to remember it. So it's, I'm just, I don't know. I, I think it's like the we, first time that I've been like, oh, I'm too young for that. Oh, it's been a while since I've thought that. I feel like it 
we were like in the generation where they were kind of being phased out as we were Mm -hmm. children yeah absolutely and just like replaced with an actual digital scanner yeah like floppy disks exactly um but if you put your fax number into this uh web page you would actually get a fax back from belladerma do you sorry this is out this is out of character this is out of show do you remember when uh we got a dvd's printer email address and we just to uh, yes just send her pictures of the babadook, the babadook! <laughs> god i feel like i might still have that somewhere I have the uh, the inverted Babadook, the the data book. God. <laughs> yes, I tell that story all the time. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will say my uh my cell phone uh my contacts are weird because I don't text anyone anymore. Um and I don't have people's phone numbers saved in my phone. Uh, but I've also had the same phone since I was like doing ARGs. Oh, did I did I erase them last time? Maybe I did finally go around and erase things. Um, but I have a I had a ton of ARG people just in my phone. No, nope, here they are. I got Elijah. I got uh, Mika. Uh, Jim the robots in here. Um, oh my god! I got a weird number of just random arg people in my phone for some reason this is all so funny entirely unusable so um sorry uh so they they got them and they got a fax from bella what is it bella not bella donna bella bella skin bella bella derma so they got a fax Um, from bella derma Yeah, so they got a copy of a fax uh, from a Belladerma employee named Pia Viago to Enrico Basta, who you may remember is the millionaire playboy who uh, was dating or owned or something Venus. Right. Uh, And it talks about how Belladerma would be happy to replace Venus for free. Uh, because she breached her obedience mandate and is no longer fit. Okay. Um, and it, it gives a list of uh, specific characteristics that Enrico requested for this robot to have, uh, which include a blue beauty mark at the edge of cheek, high athleticism with high balance feature uh, for nautical activity, a submissive and dependent demeanor, but deeply bound out of joy, and extremely anti-corrosive with respect to salts. Okay, yeah, because you're gonna take them out to out to sea. Okay. Uh, and people were like, "Well, if Venus also had these traits, uh, and she was programmed with deep loyalty, she definitely went rogue." And if she was anti-corrosive and had good balance, that like, that means that she was on a boat and like maybe she was able to swim off of the cloud maker if something happened to Evan. Right. Hmm. Uh, there was also a email address uh for Pia on the fax, uh, and if you emailed that email address, uh, you got a email back in Leet speak. 
that was characteristic of the Red King, uh, that said, No, you didn't want to talk to Pia anyway. She doesn't have any answers you need, and if she did, she wouldn't give them to you. To her, these are machines. For starters, you might consider getting off this brutal, unsecure line. Don't feel bad, though. Pia's not too... something... Sorry, it's in, like, abbreviated hacker speak, and some of these things <laughs> are just, like, ridiculous to read. What, is this, is... A, is this an ancient dialect of leet speak that we're, us modern leet speak speakers can't decipher? Oh god, oh no. I was gonna paste it in the thing, but it, I accidentally almost pasted, like, this entire webpage. <laughs> Give me just a second... Oh, where is it? Uh, Discord is loading. Okay. Now you didn't want to talk to P to talk to Pia anyway. She doesn't want to. She doesn't. She doesn't have any answers you need. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have any answers you need, and if she did, she wouldn't give them to you. To her, these are machines. For starters, you might consider getting. Uh, you might consider getting of this brutal, getting off this brutal unsecure line. Don't feel bad though. Piaz not to remerd up up either. Up, I think it's Piaz not to something up either. Not to yeah, up either. I don't know. We have a recording. Of that little bird singing at this number. Um, on second thought, don't call. You're already in over your head. Okay. Yeah, this uh, and is if weird, call- lead speak. Yeah. And if you call that number, you got a recording of Pia talking to uh, a male voice from the Rogue Retrieval Agency, uh, asking them to uh, return a Belladerma robot. Okay. Uh, And people speculated that Belladerma was paying Rogue Retrieval uh, to find Venus and get her back. Okay. Um, And People were like, why are so many people looking for Venus? Like, what is the big deal about this robot? Yeah. Um, and there was speculation that Belladerma just, like, wanted to know what went wrong. Like, why she malfunctioned and went rogue. Sure. Or that Belladerma had programmed Venus to kill Evan and they want her back because they want to destroy the evidence. Interesting idea. Um, and people guessed that the two rogue retrieval operatives uh, that had already been named by the Red King were probably going to be put on this case because they were already named as characters. Right. Uh, who are their best operative, Fidelio, and also Diane Fletcher, who is the the robot trader who is very good at recapturing robots. Right. 
Fidelio is a great name for it a It really robot. is. Oh, it's so good. Um... Okay, I'm going to hope that I can get down to the bottom of this page and then call it a night. I'm pretty, <laughs> I, I might be close. We'll Sounds see. good. Um, so then they didn't have any new pages to look at. They had gone through uh, the coroner's office, the Aragon Institute of Technology, and the Belladerma site. They knew that Belladerma was uh, paying people to get venus back they were paying rogue retrieval uh they knew now that enrico basta had uh paid to get a robot to replace venus uh it was implied that he might have mistreated venus and that was why she ran away or like Mm -hmm. had an affair with evan uh and they had a lot of mentions of rogue retrieval but they didn't have a website for rogue retrieval but they guessed the website because it was just roguetrieval.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, uh, my uh, <laughs> my first instinct anytime any new thing comes up in an ARG, I just open the URL bar and just type newthing.com. Yeah. Like that's just immediate immediate go to. Yeah, because apparently they were they were essentially like, hmm, we like this is a very prominent faction that we have that we don't have a URL for, <laughs> and it's not listed on any pages. What if we just? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the people on uh the people behind the scenes are like, we haven't had any hits to this website yet. Maybe someday <laughs> they'll put it in. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so they found the rogue retrieval site. Um, it had a list of agents uh, that included Fidelio and Diane. Um, it also had an article about their capture of a fugitive robot named Pascal. Pascal. That's the guy from uh, Near Automata. Yeah. Um, it was a article about this uh, this rogue robot named Pascal, who Fidelio uh, was on the tail of, uh, who apparently was being helped out by uh, the BIOS group, which is the pro-AI group that the Red King works with. Um, apparently, uh, Pascal placed bystanders between himself and Fidelio and initiated an exchange of gunfire uh, that got a pedestrian killed, and then uh, Fidelio shot and destroyed Pascal. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and they also found out that the bystander's name was Kent Whitman, uh, and the website says, We have taken it upon ourselves to ensure the well-being of Whitman's surviving ally, Jenny Thompson. Okay. Jenny Thompson. Yeah. Uh, and this outline notes that uh, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense because why would they <laughs> be 
why would rogue retrieval be ensuring the well-being of just like a random pedestrian whose friend died yeah like that doesn't seem like it's in their job description right um and uh apparently their website said something about like solving the wounds caused by the violence of robot malfeasance um <laughs> and but people are like yeah that that sounds like bullshit um so they went back to the coroner's office page and they typed in kent whitman and they uh they found his autopsy report um, and they found that it had been paid to be publicly available by someone named GK. Um, and if they went back to the Hidden Red King p- page, they found a phrase that said, GK's up against the wall. Uh, and going from an article on the Anti-Robot Militia page, they found that GK was probably refer- referring to Jerry Kahn, uh, who was the leader of BIOS, the pro-AI faction. Okay. So, the leader of this pro-AI faction, GK, Jerry Khan, had paid for Kent Whitman's coroner's report to be publicly available. Huh. And Kent Whitman had been killed by this rogue uh, robot named Pascal. Okay. Uh, And from the coroner's report, they learned that Kent Whitman was 34. He died of a gunshot wound. Uh, He was killed outside the Electric Toyland Repair Shop in Washington, D.C. He has some weird robot implants and he has a prosthetic finger on his left hand as well as a spinal integrated circuit array with electrode implants and projections to the thalamus and hypothalamus that modify and record peripheral sensory information and allow for control of hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. So hold on, turn it think of what science words i know so this is a robotic thing that attaches to your spine and lets you record the things around you and also get really jacked up on adrenaline yeah so in normal in normal person talk uh they can record your biometrics and potentially what you can see hear and smell um and the control of hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access uh means that someone could take control of his bodily systems as well okay um it also said that he has evidence of ocular implants and possibly secondary eyelids to provide additional light and color filters huh um this is my ghost in the shell oc uh and so so yeah so they kind of encountered a murder mystery like inside the murder mystery wild Uh, also this is this is also like an episode of black mirror for the record i know i'm behind (laughs) on my references but this is just like that one and it turned out that there was like a lot more to this guy who died than uh 
there seem to be. Um, and they, uh, the coroner's case file also changed. Um, a week or so after it was found, uh, it updated with images. Uh, hmm. Some were of his corpse, and one was the last recorded picture of his PDA, uh, which was just a green screen. Uh, and people were like, well, this is probably important because it's included, but it's just a blank green screen. And then they were like, wait a second, he has color filters on his eyes. Oh, yeah. So they had to take the image, uh, put it in like MS Paint or another image editor. I guess MS Paint may have been all they had at the time. Uh, And if you erased everything that was that particular shade of green, Mm -hmm. like if you made that shade of green the the foreground color in MS Paint and then just erased that, uh, it left every other color in the image uh, unerased and it made a message appear. Cool. Uh, And the message was, in hacker speak, Take free bird to DC node for new face. UV dip, erase, hand off to engineer for questioning. Rational hatter for documents. Remember your manner. Okay, so we're taking a we're taking a robot and getting it a, a new body. Yeah. So they assumed that his companion, Jenny Thompson, uh, was the the free bird. That he was supposed to be taking to this DC node. Sure. Um, And that she was a robot. Okay. And they noted that it was very weird that uh, Rogue Retrieval had announced that they were... uh, ensuring the well-being of Jenny Thompson, but not that she was a robot and that they were taking her into custody. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that they either didn't know she was a robot or they had taken her into custody and, like, wanted to keep the secret under wraps. Okay, that checks out. Uh, The theory that Adrian Hahn has put into this uh, this outline is that Jenny Thompson was actually Venus and that she was picked up by this, like, ring of robot smugglers who uh, give rogue robots, like, different faces and skins. Uh, and she was picked up by Whitman to get a different identity. Uh, but... Rogue Retrieval was after her, and they contrived this whole, like, different rogue robot incident in order to investigate and kill Kent Whitman. Okay. So she's, like, been caught up in this whole other plot. Yeah. Interesting. So Venus potentially is on the run. Yeah. And so they were like, well, we should find out more about this DC node, uh, Electric Toyland, which is the the store that Whitman was killed out of. Right. And 
they went to electric-toilet.com. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like where they started just doing like logic leaps to get the uh, the URLs mm-hmm. because they ran out of links. Sure. <laughs> and and in the site guestbook, uh, they found a message from Diane from Rogue Retrieval. Uh, that said, thanks for your time. I learned a lot. Okay. Uh, and they also found a email address uh, for Electric Toyland that if you emailed them, you would get a autoresponder email that said, thank you for contacting Electric Toyland. Our service gin will contract yours as soon as possible to set up an appointment. Okay. Uh, and also, the Electric Toyland page played music that was the same music that was in the background of the anonymous phone call to Nancy Chan of the Ooh. person saying, like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Interesting. That's clever. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, maybe that caller was inside the Electric Toyland shop, and so maybe it was jenny slash venus right the plot and thickens. So from, the plot thickens the plot continues to the plot thicken. continues to thicken this is a nice it curry never that we stops. are this is a curry that we are cooking on the stove it never thins back out it's just gonna get thicker and thicker till we got a nice curry paste don't let your curry cook that far this metaphor lost its legs the plot starts coming and it don't stop coming <laughs> Uh, we are very close to the end of this page. All right. Well, then, uh, is this a good is this a good place to cut, or do we have another like place to cut at the end of a page? Yeah, I have like another two things. Okay. So, the next thing is they uh, from from Kent's PDA, uh, they had the note rational hatter for documents. Remember your matter your manner. And so they went to rational-hatter.com. All right. <laughs> which was the website of a haberdashery. Okay. Uh, with descriptions of the hats that they made. Um, and there was a page where you could make custom-designed hats. Ooh. Uh, and you could choose the colors and styles of the hats that you wanted. And people figured out that if you put in the correct sequence of hat colors and style, uh-huh. uh, you would probably get some kind of solutions or documents. Unfortunately, there were 350,000 possible combinations. <laughs> <clears throat> you better guess right. Get that lucky fedora. <laughs> Uh, there were also, if you went into the source code and looked at the uh, values of the style and accessory, there were some very weird terms like plague and death. Huh. Um, and there was also a meta tag called Earthwatch on every page on the Rational Hatter that just had a bunch of different weather words on it okay 
Um, so what happened was they, the Cloudmakers made a program to try every single one of the 350,000 companies. Jesus. <laughs> uh, nerds get the job done. Yeah. And they, they found out what the correct combinations were, and then they worked backwards to figure out how they should have gotten <laughs> that answer in the first place. Sure. So, the the correct combinations was Flying Hornberg, Blue, Orange, White, Feather. Okay. Uh, and they figured out that their clue to be blue, uh, to blue, orange, white should have either been that the Electric Toyland logo in the autoresponder email they got uh, was blue, orange, and white. Okay. Or uh, the note that said, remember your manners, uh, blue, orange, white spells out bow. Okay. Uh, the Flying Hornberg, uh, if you went to its page uh, like that described it on the haberdashery website it mentioned that you don't have to choose between liberty and protection okay uh and the picture of the hat also had a feather in it uh and the pda message also referred to uh, venus as a free bird gotcha okay so yeah, um, when you're when you're in hindsight, you can definitely see how you get there, but like it's not something you're going to guess just like looking at the page. Yeah. Okay. Um and so if you put in that combination, you were taken to a secret page uh that had a message at the top uh in the same hacker speak that the Red King used that said hacked and cracked by the bad guys, damn it. Sloppiness kills. <laughs> So the players aren't the first people to hack the page. No. <laughs> uh, and it had a slideshow that showed someone who looked like Venus uh, being followed by a female rogue retrieval agent who they assumed was Diane, okay. uh, who, was who was apprehended by that agent uh, and is led off somewhere. Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, they also noted that there were no documents on that page uh, that they were actually supposed to be there for, uh, and they assumed that the the bad guys who had hacked and cracked the page had gotten to the documents first. Gotcha. So we're too slow. Yeah. Too slow. Uh, Venus slash Jenny was abducted by Rogue Retrieval. Uh, Kent Whitman, who was trying to help her get her appearance changed and be on the run, is dead. All right. And so the last thing that happened, so all of, literally all of this took place in, like, the month of April. In, like, two weeks in the month of April. All of this? Yeah. Damn. Damn. Like, I, I think the original trailhead was discovered in early March, but it most of this was discovered between, like, April, like, 10th and April 24th. Okay. So, 
the last thing that happened in this kind of period of time that we're covering, uh, and next time we'll pick up from after April 24th, mm-hmm. uh, is that on the Janine Sala's family, or on Laya Sala's family homepage, uh, you could, there was a option to enter your email address to get updates uh, when the page updated. Uh, and everyone who entered their email address uh, got some emails. Ooh. And one of them was from Mephista, who is Laya's implanted AI. Um, and Laya, or Mephista said, Okay, I've tagged you for periodic bursts of Laya-type insight. By the way, interesting choice of retro interface fo- protocols. A nicely ironic medium for our message. If it weren't for some other things going on right now, Laya would laugh. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, and the other email was a message from Laya uh, that said, Venus, the goddess of love, has a surface pressure of ni- 94.5 atmospheres and a surface temperature over 400 degrees Celsius, hot enough to melt lead. She is girdled by hurricane-force winds. Her tears are beads of sulfuric acid. For God's sake, how stupid does a guy have to be to mess with a bitch like that? Okay, it's been a strange hard time, but I've finally pulled myself together enough to make a few changes to the site. I'll try to keep in touch every week or so as best I can. Thanks for all the help. Huh. Um, there was- so, after that happened, uh, people went to the webpage, because Laya had- said that she, or indicated that she would be updating the website. Uh, and there was a new page on Laya's homepage called Meditations. Uh, which was a extremely long piece of prose that had intercut sections that were uh, conversations between Laya and Mephista. Okay. Um, and in it you learn that uh, two years before Evan's death, uh, Laya found out a secret that made her not want to go on a camping trip with the Chan family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also learned that uh, seven that seven years ago, Laya's mother uh, left Laya when Laya was seventeen to go offline. Uh, and to lose contact with the the data sphere. Okay. So, we know that Laya is not a teenager, as people had assumed. Uh, she is actually 24, uh, and that her mom is not Janine. Uh, her mom, and possibly Janine is her grandmother. Wild. Um, and they, and there was speculation that, uh, Colleen Sala, who was mentioned only on Laya's homepage, uh, was Janine's daughter, who was Laya's mother. Okay. Because, uh, Laya said that her mother was completely offline, and, um, Colleen is literally only mentioned on her homepage. Interesting. Um, and on the front page of the Sala family website, uh, Laya had updated it so that, uh, Janine's photo was a 2D photo 
uh, Colleen's photo was like a 3D model, I guess, and Laya, um, Laya's page was like holographic, like flash movies, and people huh. were like, "Oh, it's like progression of technology." Sure, yeah, that's interesting. It's like different <laughs> generations of an AI, I guess. Yeah, um, they. Laya also mentions uh, looking at a girl with a prosthetic finger, uh, and and we learn that pro- like having a prosthetic finger is a mark of someone being a tweaker, quote unquote. Um, hmm. And Laya is like spying on this girl and her family through their window. Okay, it's surprisingly low tech for this game. <laughs> yeah, um, but she can also Laya because of her uh, her implants. She can see like people's thermal signatures when she spies on them, hmm. and also see like UV light. Neat. Hmm. <clears throat> Um, and also she talks about the, uh, the chemistry puzzle. She calls it Sentra's puzzle. Uh, and people were like, oh, Sentra is the person who paid for Evan's case file to be public. Okay. And they realized that Sentra also means green tea in Japanese. Okay. Uh, and that's possibly where the image of the person with T came from on the chemistry puzzle page. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then the last thing that happened uh, was they got two more emails from Laya. Uh, they got an email on April 24th uh, that talked a little bit about uh, Janine's kind of weird attitude towards AIs and that she wasn't super pro AI, even though like she's an AI therapist. Okay. Uh, and she also says the killer has been caught and refers to the killer as a she. And they got another follow-up email from Laya that said, Sorry about the sudden sign-off earlier today. Mephista caught a peeper trying to tunnel upstream into my apartment security system. I don't know if this is related to Evan's death or just some guy I went to school with hoping I'll take my clothes off in front of a camera. M was not amused. She burned out the peep line and is now off in search and destroy mode, looking for the wetware at the end of the line. Word on the street is there's an upsurge in hacker activity over the last couple days. Maybe it's like hacker Mardi Gras and we've just cleared up... And we've just chased off some frat boys. I hope so. All for now, L. Hmm. Much has happened so far in this ARG. Yeah, there is a lot going on to this. Huh. I don't even know where to, like, start to wrap it up for today. There is... (laughs) I'm curious if we'll ever find out who the murderer is though i bet it's it's looking clearer and clearer like it was venus that did it but i'm curious to know why and what happened and what it means and where it's going and i'm i'm very interested in this i'm i like this world that we're building i'm really curious to learn more as this goes on yeah like i i i feel like a lot of this 
particular opening section was just like building out the world and now they're like here's the plot yeah i (laughs) i will say um this is one of those games where i'm not sure i understand it now but by the time i'm done editing this episode i will and i will be gung-ho about finishing this up because there is (laughs) a lot going on and i'm excited to figure out where this goes from here because we're like a quarter of the way through you said yeah and like i think the progression is already very interesting because they kind of started off like extremely holding their hands and being like oh every site links to like four other sites and like here's here's your next steps and then they're like well now you have to find the websites Mm -hmm. and now you have to like use this information about this guy who died and, like, know that you have to go back to the coroner's website and search his name. Yeah, this is this is very cool. I like this a whole lot. This is the kind of deep, interconnected, like, web that I wish I could put into any ARG project I was working on. It's very cool. This is very cool. I'm excited to learn what I, comes next here. I think it's even cooler because, like, This is potentially, if it still existed, like, this is one of those ARGs that you could kind of, like, do on your own. Yeah, there's a lot that seems very, like, as you learn the information, you could go back. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, like, like, some of the sites updated in real time, but, like, a lot of this was just, like, they had to find hidden stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to be easier if you have people working with you that you can bounce ideas off of, but, like, it's possible. Yeah, obviously, it's easy if you are in a Yahoo group of 900-plus mm-hmm. people and you can program a program. A bot it to is, scrape that website. All right, it, is, it is extremely funny that they were, like, doing this whole ARG about, like... AI rights and like the legitimacy of AI they were like we'll program a bot to solve this puzzle for us (laughs) well we don't have to name it it's just a bot (laughs) that's very funny I didn't even think of that you're right they learned nothing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes me too I, I kind of skimmed I skimmed it the other day when I when I originally found this uh, but I intentionally didn't spoil myself in a lot of like the late game stuff <laughs> okay so uh, I'm I'm probably gonna go back and, and read a bunch of it later okay uh, I, I read like the first half and I was like we probably won't get as far as the back half. <laughs> So, in my mind, this mystery is still unsolved as well. Ooh, I'm excited. But probably by the next time we record, I will have read the rest of it. Hell yeah. Well, tell me if it ends well. (laughs) Don't do that. I won't. We'll learn as we go. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, Do we want to get into recommendations for the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um... I'm excited this week. I actually have a recommendation after. Oh, me too. After really scraping, scraping the barrel sounds like an insult to the things I recommended. But like, there was a lot of times where I was like, "Oof, did I listen to anything? Did I do anything?" 
Um, this week, I read a book, I watched a movie, and I watched a TV show, all of which I could recommend, but I'm going to pick one. Um, I'm going to recommend Palm Springs. Oh my god, that was my recommendation! Shit. Um, <laughs> that I... <laughs> I can't even have an original recommendation. <laughs> it's fine. We can recommend the same thing. Uh, Martin and I co-sponsor the new move, the new Lonely Island movie on Hulu called Palm Springs, <laughs> uh, which is a, a a time loop movie, which is a a genre that I I didn't realize how much I loved this as a genre until I realized that like. Oh, I really like, like, six different movies in this specific genre of, like, reliving the same day over and over again. Uh, But it's, like, a rom-com set in one of them starring um, Adam Sandler and Christina Milotti, I think her name is? Andy Andy Samberg. What did I... Did I say Adam Sandler? Yeah, you did. Did I do the fucking whitest kids you know bit? (laughs) Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg, Bernie Sanders, Pamby Bamberg. Lamby Damberg. Um, Adam's not. No, fuck. Andy Samberg is in this movie. Yeah, it's it's real good. It is good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I watched it uh, over the weekend and I, I really, really liked it. Yeah, Sam and I watched it. It's, she, I had seen the trailer for it. She had no idea what it was about going in. And so yeah. she was blown away when we got into it. It was really cool. Um, I wish I hadn't seen the trailer. So go in without watching the trailer. Uh, but there's a, a lot of fun stuff in this one. Um, I can never remember the actor's actual name. I just think of him as J. Jonah Jameson, uh, but he's in it. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Um, he's in it and is really good. Uh, the whole cast is a lot of fun. Um, if you liked, uh, if you, if you liked, um, Teen Wolf or like me, we're on Tumblr in, uh, 2014 or ish while it was on i guess closer to 2015 2016 uh you'll do a lot of saying like who is that guy uh before realizing yeah. it's one of the teen wolf guys what's up martin oh I, I was just saying yeah i i did that the entire movie and then i was like oh yeah i saw the credits and i was like oh it's teen wolf <laughs> it's teen wolf <laughs> yeah it's it's a good movie y'all you should check it out uh, I have a, I have another recommendation since you stole mine. Yeah, hit hit me. I'm sorry I stole your recommendation. <laughs> uh, no, you're good. It's a good movie. People should watch it. Uh, Alyssa and I have been rewatching because it, it they just put it on net on Netflix a couple months ago. Uh, Alyssa and I have been watching rewatching uh, Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun, uh, which is an anime. <laughs> Martin, that's my other recommendation. That's the oh show that God! I watched this week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we have to stop doing this (laughs) Andrew we can't keep doing this (laughs) are you watching it for the first time I was yeah (laughs) I finished it (laughs) did you like it I liked it a lot uh Alyssa and i are re-watching it because we watched it in college uh but now we're watching the dub because somebody told me that the dub was really good and it is really good yeah. and i'm enjoying it a lot I-, I watched it dubbed i liked it a whole lot um i didn't realize i uh i i, I thought it was a new show um i didn't realize it was as old as it was it's only a couple years old at this point but uh 
I didn't realize that like the final scene of the show had been the basis of one of my favorite pro ZD sketches. Uh, oh so we got to it and I was like, oh no, I know how this show ends because of that one joke, which is very good, but. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So Monthly Girls of Zaki-kun is on Netflix. It's uh, like a, a romantic comedy anime uh, where the this girl tries to confess to her crush at their high school, but she uh, she discovers that he is like this famous uh, shoujo uh, manga artist who, and she like ends up being his assistant, and he like tests out ideas for his uh, manga on her. Instead of, like, actually being in a real relationship, it's very funny. It's, it's really funny, yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's just, like, a weird little, like, slice of life anime about this artist who, like, bases all of his characters in his manga on, like, people that he knows in real life. <laughs> uh, and... Probably, like, there there are a lot of scenes from it that have, like, gone around on Twitter and Tumblr as, like, memes. Um, so you've probably seen scenes from it, but it's good. Watch the whole show. Yeah, it's real good. I uh, You can tell that it's one of those, um, like, a series based off of the, like, uh, like four-panel comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it does it, it does it really well. It adapts stuff real well, and it's oh, just, it's a lot of fun. It's it's actually funny, which I find a lot of. It's probably just like cultural translation differences, uh, where it, like jokes don't land super well in some comedies. But a lot of comedy series don't really land that well for me. This one really did. I liked it a whole lot. Yeah, it's it it really is like genuinely funny, and it's only I think like twelve episodes, eleven mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah, yeah, you can like literally knock it out in like a weekend. Yeah, the day that I uh, I literally was like, oh, I'm really liking this. How many more episodes of this do I get? And then I clicked the button on Netflix <laughs> and it was like, you get one. I was like, okay, yeah. all right, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, Alyssa and I have been like parceling it out because we don't want to watch it like go through the whole thing at once. Because I think we did that the first time we watched it, and then we were like, "Oh man, yeah, I need to." There's no more. <laughs> I want to rewatch it, and I'll probably space it out when I do because I I know that a lot of stuff kind of, not went over my head, but like when you take in a whole show like that, you lose stuff. So I want to go back and re-savor it. Yeah, I'm 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 finally getting back into anime. I like went a bunch of months where I just, like, didn't watch anime because I like to, uh, leave shows on in the background Mm -hmm. while I work, and if I, if it's, like, something with subtitles, I can't because I need to pay attention to the subtitles, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm, I'm finally getting back into, into some anime. I, uh, I, I'm still watching Fruits Basket with Alyssa, um, and there's some stuff on Netflix I want to check out besides... Nozaki-kun. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've been watching... Uh... Also, the... Uh, oh, go ahead. The new, the new Digimon anime that's been coming out is good. Is this... It might be done. The remake one? Yeah, so they're doing... Um, it's like a, a reboot of the original, like, 1999 Digimon adventure mm-hmm. with, like, updated art, and it takes place in 2020. Mm-hmm. Sam and I watched an episode of that uh, last night because we've been watching uh, Tamers. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, we. I actually decided to get around to checking it out after just watching it like a little bit as a kid. 
And it's super interesting because the second episode of the new reboot show is straight up just an adaptation of the Digimon movie. That's what I heard. I, I'm curious to check that one out. The first episode of that was kind of eh. So I'll check out the second one and see if I like it more. Yeah, it's I'm I'm enjoying it. Cool. <laughs> I think it I think it might still be airing. I like watched the first three episodes and I was like I'm gonna binge the rest of this okay. once it uh once it, the the whole thing is out. They're available on Hulu if people want to check them out. I know that nice. much. I don't know anywhere else. <laughs> Probably. I also I also started rewatching uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's your uh, JoJo gangster one. Yeah, because like for some reason, like last week, every single person I know started watching JoJo Part Five, including Cat and Chris from the <laughs> Orange Girls. Yep. I was like, mm, I'm gonna rewatch it because y'all are making me want to watch it now. So I, I started rewatching it, and I'm happy to say it's so good. <laughs> is is the main character of that one really named Giorno Giovanni, so that they could still have him technically be a JoJo? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre else... Adventures, my white whale. When someday, else, maybe. Uh, everyone else in that season is named after food. Huh. Wild. But like in Italian. Ah, so you got like, I don't know why my brain completely emptied of any kind of food the moment I tried to give an give a give a example. Uh, so some of the villains are named risotto and prosciutto. God. Okay, so it is that like <laughs> basic. Okay, damn. <laughs> I mean, some some aren't, but like. Sure. They're. But there definitely is prosciutto. This is my nephew, Manicotti. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for us, Marn. I think so. It's midnight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. We are on Twitter. Uh, you can find us together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find us separately. I am newly at the handle at Cohost Sherms. Oh, that's right. You changed your Twitter. I did. Uh, you can find me at Corpse Survivors as per usual. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to Patreon.com. If you want to make our mistakes, that's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. Otherwise, you can find us on Patreon. Just search for the uh, search for not the Orange Groves, but you should do that anyways. Um, you should. Search for the Argonauts podcast, uh, we'll show up there. Um, beyond that, you can, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us. We are argonautspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are very bad at responding to emails, but we do read everything that comes in, including a very nice message that we received earlier this week. Uh, it was very kind. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that until next time, that's going to do it for us. So, until then, that's ARGS, baby. Mm-hmm.